0: Hello, everybody. It's episode 329 of the Commander's Brew. Imagine I I decided I'd talk like this. This is my new announcer voice. I was using my announcer voice now. Sorry. Sorry to subject you to that. (laughs) I mean, I would do a character like that. Maybe that's that's my co-host alter ego. Um... I wanted to say Flashy Dan, but I realize I'm my brain is pulling that from Dan Flashes, which, if you don't know, is the name of the clothing store in the shops on the creek in the sketch comedy show, I Think You Should Leave. If you haven't watched I Think You Should Leave, you really ought to watch it. Uh, it's on Netflix. There's two seasons of it. This is a sketch comedy show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wax on, I think you should leave for a second. This is a sketch comedy show that I watched the first season of, and then the second season of. <laughs> no, that's not, I mean, there's no news. But it took me, I didn't love it at first. I do love Tim Robinson. He's got an episode of the characters on there, uh, which is excellent. But all of his stuff seems to get better on multiple watch throughs it's a great show to throw on in the background and just binge it it's extremely quotable i find myself quoting it around the house a lot and after the first season i was excited to learn about a second season as you do you hear oh there's a new season coming out everyone gets real excited and i watched the second season and i at first i have to admit i felt a little like that's uh, not the first season. The first season was much more charming. There was something the first season ahead that the second one didn't. But I tell you, again, it's a great background show. You kind of put it on. You let it run. It grows on you. I've watched the whole show two or three times. To- more than two times. Three times? Four times? Again, I-, I feel I have to justify this. It's a background show. Like I'm not sitting down obsessively watching. I think you should leave... With popcorn, eyes glued to the TV every time. Uh, I don't do that. I do. I do like to run. Let me let you a little secret on old Shawnee's brain over here. Uh, I need a lot of. I need a lot of stimulation. I need a lot of stuff going on. Uh, so I will often run a TV show in the background. Have Netflix going in one monitor. Maybe a Twitch screen, a Twitch stream going in one monitor while I'm working on stuff. Not uncommon. Anyway enough justification i have watched i think you should leave a few times and i do think it grows on you it's at the point where i will i'll put on like episode one season one and it'll begin i'm like oh this sketch is great what a great opener and then the next sketch will come out i'm like oh i love this sketch i didn't realize they were the same episode the next one comes on i'm like this is a banger across the wall wall to wall across the board and wall to wall bangers across the boards and wall-to-wall boards to boards boards to boards bangers it's great even the second season eventually like i i do think it's wall-to-wall now as well what a what a long time to take to say this show good so (laughs) thank you for indulging me thank you for indulging me while i go on that tirade of a great show O oh, P S. While I'm talking about Netflix, very disappointed. This is Canadian Netflix. I don't know how American Netflix works. Uh, I don't have a VPN, so I, I only watch my. The internet knows I'm in Canada. I also don't have a sponsor. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of shows are sponsored by VPN or by uh, what do you call them? I don't even know what they're called. Blockers. I'm not going to say the name. I know the name of the company because I've heard its name mentioned on many, many podcasts. I will not mention the name. But there are services that trick the internet from thinking you're from other countries, which is a way to watch American Netflix. I'm talking to Canadian Netflix. American Netflix, plug your ears. Finnish Netflix, plug your ears. UK Netflix, plug your ears. This is just Canadian Netflix. Canadian Netflix, I'm disappointed in you. I watched John Wick 1 not that long ago. Planning on watching 2 and 3. I happen to know John Wick 4 is in pre-production or production. Like, number 4 is on its way. I'm very excited. You took them all off. There are, there, there is not a, there's not a Wick to be found on Canadian Netflix. I should look that up. Maybe there's another show called Wick in some way. But there's no John Wicks. So I'm very disappointed. Okay, all your other Netflixes, you can unplug your ears. Welcome back, other Netflixes. Anyway, but thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for indulging. Always, thank you for listening. Thank you to our patrons who go to patreon.com slash commanders brew. If you'd like to become a patron, that's how to do it. Info over there. If you want to help out the show, but you don't got the cash, there's other ways. Like and subscribe on YouTube. A nice review in your podcast app. Uh, if you're buying magic cards anyway, go through our TCG player link. That helps us out. Or alternately, if you are a Canadian listener, non-Canadian listeners, plug your ears. American listeners, plug your ears. Finnish listeners, plug your ears. <laughs> UK listeners, plug your ears. Canadian listeners, do you have your attention? I can get you money off your magic singles if you go to the Wizard Tower. Let's hear an ad from them now. We're proud Canadian podcasters and we're proud to be sponsored by one of Canada's premier card stores, the Wizard's Tower, wizardtower.com. And Canadian listeners get an exclusive coupon code, Crimson" to get 5% off any order of singles shipped to you for free as long as you've ordered $15 or more in singles. And you can check out our deck list for this week's episode and other episodes we've done on their content site, mtgcanada.com. And remember, at a vampire wedding, RSVP stands for... Red suits, vampire pals. Okay, non-Canadian listeners, unplug your ears. Thank you. Uh, if you were plugging your ears very well, you wouldn't know that I told you to do that. This is not a visual medium, so you won't. I can't wave at you to unplug them. I'll just trust that you did after a little bit. And let's get to the deck. I teased that we were doing Tribeless Tribal. Or did I tease? Okay, if you're a listener of the show, you know I don't love tribal decks. They just don't do it for me. But this is a tribal deck. But who is the tribe? It's kind of no tribe. Changelings? Is that the tribe? The idea for this deck was originally going to be Morphon. P.S. That card's name is not Morphon. It's Morophon. I didn't know about that extra. Oh, now you do. We all learned something today. Anyway, my point is... Anyway, the point I want to make about tribal decks is that there is so much support for tribal cards, tribal decks, things that let you pick a creature type, that there's almost no room for the actual tribe itself. We've got so many changelings to help fill out a deck we can make a deck that's almost all changelings and therefore is all tribes which to me sort of defeats the purpose of a tribal deck it's a bit of a deck to kind of make a point we're trying to make a point that there doesn't need to be tribal decks anymore and so who's the commander of this deck take your pick the first sliver is a great choice White, blue, black, red, green, wooberg, it's a five color legendary, sliver, seven, seven. It's got cascade and creature uh, sliver spells you control have cascade. Since our deck since the bulk of our deck is changelings, which count as slivers, most of our creatures have cascade. Now, I know that the first sliver draws a bit of table ire. A little bit of a hate tax on the first sliver. People hate sliver decks. So you're going to get a lot of aggression right away. And even if you say, it's not a sliver deck. I mean, you'd be lying if you said that because changelings are slivers. Maybe you can say it's a changeling deck, but I don't know if that will get you many favors. We are running a sliver though. One sliver. So maybe you're not the first sliver. Maybe you're going to be Tazri, Beacon of Unity. Four and a white for a legendary human warrior. Four, six. Cost one less for each creature in your party you'll remember from the zendikar days a party is a wizard a warrior a cleric and a fourth thing a rogue changelings are all those things so now each card like like A changeling can't be four party members. A changeling can be one member of a party. But it only takes four changelings and you will have every party member. So Tazriu will often be one less to cast. And we can pay some mana to look at the top six cards and put two party members, aka changelings, into our hand. So here's a nice way to get card advantage that isn't directly cascading into cascades into cascades so it's pretty decent to run as tazri if you hate if if the tables that you run with just hate a sliver deck either way you want to put the other one in the deck no matter how you play this out so it just really doesn't matter just swap one out for the other slide one into the command zone put one back in the deck if your table kind of wants you to so since the deck is all about the changelings you know we hardly need any actual tribal members Um, But before I go into the deck, I just want to kind of highlight how tribal decks have sort of, there's this package of cards that every tribal deck runs, and this deck certainly could run them too, but since every tribal deck has to share them, they become pretty expensive. Um, Vanquisher's Banner, it's the five mana artifact, choose a creature type all those creatures get plus one plus one and whenever you cast one of those creatures draw a card it would be fantastic here all changelings are bigger and we draw cards off of them herald's horns another one of these artifacts it's three choose a creature type the spells of the creature type you chose cost one less It would be amazing here and the beginning of the upkeep look at your top card of your library and if it's one of those creature types put it into your hand and reveal it it's nine bucks which is down this card used to be very very expensive so come in, and now that it's down to nine it's probably room for it in budget tribal decks or this changeling deck but we just don't have the money for door of destinies it's a four mana artifact choose a creature type whenever you cast a spell of the chosen type, put a charge counter on it, and it pumps up the team of that type for plus one, plus one for each charge counter. It's kind of like a one-sided coat of arms, five generic artifact. Each creature gets plus one, plus one for each other creature that shares one type with it. I certainly won't be running that in a changeling deck because Doing the math on that would break my brain. I don't even like doing it in a normal tribal deck because I just don't think it's worth the mental equity. Uh, It's too hard. Everyone's creatures get pumped and it doesn't count the one that it is, but it counts the other one. Even the reminder text on this stupid thing doesn't make any sense. For example, if two goblin warriors and a goblin shaman are on the battlefield, each gets plus two plus two. What? So. And that's because of the goblins. The fact that two are warriors and one's a shaman just makes it even more confusing, if you ask me. Anyway, we're not running either of those, and we certainly aren't dropping 40 bucks on Urza's incubator. Three generic for an artifact, choose a creature type, creature spells of the chosen type are two less to cast. Like Harold's Horn, this can make your deck so cheap. If you've got them, obviously they belong in here, but I just bring them up to illustrate that If you're running a tribal deck, you can fill it with changelings, run these stock tribal cards, and you've got a pretty decent deck that can do some things. And just to be clear, we're not running some of those expensive ones. They're kind of auto-includes, but we are running a boatload of changelings, uh, and 31 of them to be precise. So if we have Tazri as our commander, or we get Tazri out, we can use her ability and probably get two changelings every activation. Uh, If we're running first sliver as our commander, again, that's a ton of cascades, big chain of cascades, because if a creature has cascade, which all of our changelings, AKA slivers do, then if we cast a five mana changeling sliver and cascade into a three mana changeling, That changeling will also cascade into a smaller one, and it only stops if we hit like a mana rock or something that costs one or two that isn't a changeling. But if you are running the first sliver, we are running as one of those zero mana sorceries. You gotta. If we're cascading this much, we're going to put a zero mana spell in here, and the one I chose is Profane Tutor. Normally they want us to suspend it for one and a black and wait a couple of turns, but it's basically... Just a tutor. Look for a card, put it into your hand, but it does have zero CMC or mana value, so if we cascade with a one mana changeling, we will get to do this. I just like it to keep the party going. Let's get another one of our spicier cards. Should we talk about the spicy cards? Should we get into the neat moves? Working on a neat. Neat moves. The neat moves come from who are not the changelings. The irony is, we don't have a ton of room for cards that aren't changelings. Uh, It would be tempting to put one lord of all the major tribes and just be like lords tribal. The problem with that is, then you rely on a card like Maskwood Nexus or another card that makes all creatures one type or all the types. But it has to be Maskwood Nexus, makes all your creatures all the types. But that and then then there's no changelings anymore we've kind of pushed them out of the deck for all these lords so we've got to be a bit choosy with who these are here's some ones i've chosen but i encourage you to dig a little deeper and find some that you might like too uh i think magda on the low end is fantastic magda brazen outlaw one in a red dwarf berserker other dwarves get plus one plus zero pumps the team and whenever a dwarf becomes tapped or a changeling for that matter you create a treasure token we also get to sacrifice five treasures and search for an artifact or a dragon card, put that onto the battlefield, and then shuffle your library. I want to get to that in a moment, but the team attacks and then generates treasure upon attacking. Other ways we're getting more mana from non-changelings are Mana Weft Sliver. This is the one true sliver actually in the deck, one in a green All sliver creatures can you control have tap, add a mana of any color to your mana pool, which is a way to just jump up in mana a ton. Maybe we've got four changelings out, maybe we've got five mana. We cast a sliver with the two mana. Now we've got four changelings, which can now all of a sudden tap for mana. It's a way to jump up a lot of mana that our opponents may not see coming. Also. Harabaz Druid, one on a green for a 0-1 human druid ally. Not a changeling, but Tazri will find Harabaz Druid in her activation because it's an ally. Uh, 0-1, tap to add X mana of any one color, where X is the number of allies you control, aka changelings. This single card has to survive a turn to get at a summoning sickness range, but we can tap and generate 5, 6 mana off of this. Pretty good. I've highlighted a bunch of cards a bunch of ways to get a lot more mana because we've got some changelings that care about having a bunch of mana some of the changelings admittedly straight duds just three ones for two or a one one for one but they're in there for the beef for the bulk for the tribe uh some of them though the mvps mirror entity mvp of the whole deck two and a white for a changeling one one you can pay x Until end of turn, creatures you control have base power and toughness XX and gain all creature types. That part okay wait wait on this one too. I've got I'm asking you to wait on a few things. Magda's ability to sack treasures, artifacts to look for a dragon or an artifact and Mirror Entity's ability to turn creatures you control into all creature types for X. X is allowed to I mean X is allowed to be zero but if you do, then all your creatures become zero zeros, which is not a good idea, but one is fine. Anyway, mere entity. We can attack with a, the team of changelings, Magna's on the board, get a ton of treasure, pump the team up to like a 10. Each is a 10 10 or an 11 11. It is possible to just end the game on the spot. You can, if you can attack with enough changelings, you can just it, totally eliminate a player or two with mere entity, especially if they don't think to block them all. They should. Chameleon Colossus is another great mana changeling. Two green green, four four. Protection from black. Forgot about that, but that could come in handy. Two green green, give it plus X plus X till end of turn where X is its power. Eight eight, sixteen sixteen. It gets out of hand pretty quickly. And then a big one is shape sharer, shape sharer, one in a blue changeling, one, one. And for two in a blue, target shape which is all the changelings, become a copy of target creature until your next turn. We can attack with Magda. We can attack, uh, we've got our mana weft sliver out. Maybe we've left our Harabaz druid back so we can tap the Harabaz druid for a seven mana. Shapeshare allows us to just cherry pick what's on the board that would be amazing. Oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to make my, after you've declared blocks, I'm going to make, maybe I'll make some that are blocked into big honking creatures to just destroy your stuff. Maybe the ones that get through, I will turn into ninjas that have abilities when I hit you with combat damage. Heck, I'll just turn them into big chonky things and just outright kill you with a shapeshare. Fantastic card. Those are some MVP changelings. Now, another thing we get to do if we—if most of our deck is all the creature types is we get a surprising amount of one-sided Wraths. This is something I didn't see coming, but we've got access to Awakening Sun's Avatar. It's heavy on the mana cost, 5, white, white, white. It's a dinosaur avatar of 7, 7. And when it ETBs, if you cast it from your hand, destroy all non-dinosaur creatures, a.k.a everybody else's stuff here's where i wanted to, to remind you of mirror entity right we can in case we have one or two of our key creatures out there that we're like oh i don't want this creature to die from my one-sided wrath you know what just hit up your mirror entity now they're all dinosaurs rakdos the showstopper a little more chaotic a little less reliable but twice the fun four black red demon flying trample six six when he enters the battlefield flip a coin for each creature that isn't a demon devil or imp i don't need to tell you that all of our stuff is a demon a devil and an imp and we destroy every creature where we get a flip of tails so okay we won't kill it's not a full one-sided wrath but it's a lot of fun to do Thundercloud shaman three red red giant shaman when this end ETBs, it deals damage equal to the number of giants you control to each non-giant creature. Again, our whole team is safe. None of their team is safe. I mean, maybe they've got a giant. Maybe they've got a dinosaur. I mean, maybe they've got all giants. If they've got a dinosaur tribal deck, if you're up against a Gishath, maybe this won't work. The Awakening Suns won't work too well, but Thundercloud should do fine. And if we don't have our mirror entity out to make everything into a changeling, we've got a me changeling. It's a one and a blue changeling for 1-1 one, one, that you can tap to make target creature all types until end of turn or make target creature lose all types till end of turn. This is also a way to get around if your opponents have that one straggler dinosaur. You're like, well, I don't want you to have a dinosaur, so I'll take away dinos from you and destroy all, all the non-dinos. Uh, really useful card. Here's a couple heavy hitters in the deck. Not creatures, but just powerful spells to keep things rolling. Grim Captain's Call. You want to talk value? How about two a black for a sorcery? Return a pirate card from your graveyard to your hand. Then do the same for a vampire, a dinosaur, and a merfolk. We do have a dinosaur, Awakening Sun's Avatar, but we also have all of our changeling souls. So this is a three-mana sorcery to bring four creatures back from a graveyard to our hand. Oh, is that not good enough for you? You don't want them to come to your hand? How about Thwart the Grave? It's four black-black for a sorcery, but it does cost one less for each party member. So potentially, black-black. Return any creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield and one cleric rogue wizard or warrior from your graveyard to the battlefield you get two creatures from your grave to the battlefield one is unconditional one has to be a changeling basically that usually means any two creatures but again maybe that thunderstorm giant thundercloud shaman comes back as our unconditional one and we bring an actual changeling back for the other one to make that giant count bigger to get another one-sided board wipe over and over deck's cool. Okay. You still thinking about Magda? We got all those treasures. We're like, well, what are we getting as far as, like, dragons or artifacts? How about Lathless Dragon Queen? Four red red, flying six six dragon, and whenever you cast, sorry, whenever another non-token dragon enters the battlefield under your control, you make a five five dragon creature with flying. And one in a red, Dragons you control get plus one plus oh one until end of turn. It pumps the whole team. Casting little tiny changelings make five five flying tokens along with it all. This is a very powerful card in the deck. Magdikin, Tutor, Laughless Up. If we're running a first sliver, all of those casts. They'll all bring multiple changelings. We can get a huge team of dragons out of the battlefield off of one creature if we cascade nicely. Fantastic card. Great in the deck. I mean, this next card is not as fantastic. This is Grave Spawn Sovereign. This is our zombie representative. I didn't want to go for a zombie that just gives the team plus one, plus one. I didn't think that was good enough. But for four, black, black, you get a 3-3. Three, three. And you can tap five untapped zombies you control to put a creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. I mean, you're probably going to tell me that uh, the Scarab God just does this way better. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. Scarab God's very good. Uh, You don't have to tap five things, but this lets us tap five creatures instead of paying mana. So that can be pretty useful. But in any case... We're getting the creature right from a graveyard to our battlefield. And this is from any graveyard. Our opponents as well. Something to think about. So, did you notice that most of the big, beefy, lord-type creatures are big, expensive? Lathless is a 6-mana spell. Awakening Sun's Avatar is, I think, an 8-mana spell. Well, guess what? We've got Pyre of Heroes in the deck. It's a two-generic artifact. For two and a tap, you get to sack a creature, search your library for a creature card that shares a creature type, but it has to cost one more mana value. This is like a pod. This is like Birthing Pod, but it's only within one tribe. But with changelings, this becomes legit Birthing Pod. Uh, Has to be a sorcery. Any... Little, medium-sized changeling can go up to those really big changelings. We've got a couple of medium non-changelings. I didn't go over all of them, but, you know, we get to five, we're getting laughless. We're getting that zombie. We're getting whatever we need to just ruin our opponent's day, because that's what Commander's all about. You want to ruin your opponent's day. Unless your opponent is one of our wonderful Discord participants, I'm going to shout out the people who helped me put this deck together Jamon, Groove Chicken, Mondo, Chiefy, Micah Eternity's Crafter, Loki Dragon 87, Neo Maxis, Papadio, Pips Don't Lie, and Gee Pizza. Thank you for to everybody. We couldn't do this without you. So grateful for your help. And Also, while we were putting this deck together, there's always a few IDs that you don't just, you just don't get to run. So I want to highlight a couple of things that came up that are really cool but didn't make it into the deck. This is Skirk Fire Marshal. Three red red for a goblin, protection from red, and it's a 2-2. Tap five untapped goblins you control, a.k.a. changelings. Skirk Fire Marshal deals 10 damage to each creature and each player. Skirk Fire Marshal has protection from red, so this won't die from taking the 10 damage. I will take 10 damage. My opponents will take 10 damage. Will that kill some of my opponents? I hope so. I mean, if this is a win, this is an amazing win. It might also destroy the whole team. Oh, wait, unless you run spare from evil, one on a white instant. Creatures you control gain protection from non-human creatures until end of turn. Skirk Fire Marshal does the damage, and it is a non-human. So my creatures take no damage, your creatures take 10, and so do the players. And if I've got another five creatures on board, I'm going to tap five more and do another 10 to everybody. That's 20. There's a chance this causes a draw, but I don't hate that. There's something rewarding about just ending the game going a draw. I don't know. Maybe that's my... Uh, anarchistic nature of it all. It's time for the budget report. TCG player mid, about 94 bucks, and the most expensive cards, the surprising to find the most expensive one, Shapesharer. It's a $12 card. It's the one that lets other changelings become a copy of any creature until end of turn. Yeah. Uh, second most expensive, Awakening Sun's Avatar. That's 7 bucks didn't know that was so expensive but i guess in a in a dino tribal deck and there's a lot of them. there's a lot of cool dinosaur commanders out there so I, it doesn't surprise me there's a lot of dinosaur commander decks and they all want this card so it's 7 bucks it's a mythic from ixalan doesn't seem like it should be that much but here we are and then i haven't talked about this card yet it's 5 bucks shared animosity Tune a red friend enchantment. Whenever a creature you control attacks, it gets +1/+0 until end of turn for each other attacking creature that shares a creature type with it. I don't need to tell you that this makes our whole team quite large on attacks. Do we need that sort of thing? Maybe. I mean, I can imagine a world where we're like a lot of the changelings are just kind of real losers, like just some dumb creatures that don't do a lot. So. Pumping them up to like an 8-3 <laughs> seems decent to me. I mean, I say they don't do a lot, but they're, they all have a place. They're all valuable in my heart. I love you, changelings. So there's the deck. What's the tribe? Changelings? There is no tribe. I don't know. What is a tribal deck anyway? It takes a lot of fun. I haven't included all the lords all the ones i could find but uh, if you've got a cool lord like a one of that would just really go off in a deck like this ideally one that costs more than three Uh, i'm not opposed to a cheap one but uh, like these big splashy ones make it pretty neat Uh, bonus points if you can think of an obscure travel one I got to admit, this is a tough thing to search for on the internet using Scryfall or something like that. Because you can't just type in Lord or who helps zombies. You got to think about like, okay, zombies, angels, spirits. Like you've got to come up with the tribe. So I'm sure I missed a cool one. And if you can think of one, let me know, please. I'd love to hear it.